Alright, guys. We're back. Dun dun dun. And this week we're going to the land of cheese and dairy cows. <laughs> Why do I feel like that you're not going to make this like fun like cheese and dairy cows? Because never. This is not that podcast. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? We don't do bright, shiny rainbows and is unicorns it a, and shit. Is it spooky cheese or spooky cows? Only after... I eat it and go to bed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> then it gets real spooky. It's so scary. I fear for my life every night. <laughs> she flees the room. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight, guys, or today, I should say, um, we're going to be covering the Beast of Bray Road of Wisconsin. Okay. So... A little bit of a controversial cryptid, hmm. and we'll get more into that later, but I am—I had a blast doing the research on this. I told you, cryptids are so fun. I love, I love doing, I love cryptids. Well, you, it, so cryptids are kind of weird. It's not like the true crime shit where everything's just right in front of you. You might have to look at two or three different sources. Cryptids, you really have to fucking dig. I enjoy the digging. And dig. And a lot of the information is just like hearsay or Mm -hmm. not credible at all. And you really got to sift through the bullshit. Your grandpa George told you the story of his friend. My second cousin twice removed. Back in my day. I think that's my allure with the cryptids is because there's really no info on them. It's not like a set cut and dry. This is what happens. So you'll either Mm -hmm. find... A plethora of sightings and Mm -hmm. cases and just interactions, or you'll just find a little blurb. Yeah. And that's it. So it's definitely, this one was a lot of fun. It was harder at first, and then once I found my rhythm, I I got it locked in. But uh, let's get into the story of the Beast of Bray Road. So... The Beast of Bray Road is often described as a hairy humanoid with canine features. The Beast of Bray Road has been sighted in Wisconsin dating back to 1936 on a rural road outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. More recent sightings in the 1980s and 1990s place the creature in Racine, Walworth, and Jefferson counties. Those who have seen the beast describe him as eating or hunting or scavenging. Also known as man-wolf, bear-wolf, and indigenous dog-man, it is said to be around six to seven feet tall with gray and brown fur. Its face resembles that of a wolf with shiny yellow eyes and pointed ears. Its body, though furry, looks like a muscular man. The creature is said to run and walk on all fours of its legs, or just its hind legs, and has been spied sitting on its haunches and kneeling like a man. The beast is estimated to weigh 400 to 700 pounds. He's a big boy. Him's a big god. Yeah, it's, it's no small fucking creature. I do not recommend trying to pet it. It's not the melon heads. No. And I wouldn't recommend trying to pet one of them either. No, those things. No. Mm -mm. No, thank you. 
You're talking, I was talking to somebody who made my boyfriend go to the dumpsters because I saw raccoons running past our gate when we were coming in. And I was like, oh, trash pandas. I want to go pet them. Oh, my God. I feel the same way about And that's how Sam got rabies. (laughs) I feel the same way about I did not find them, nor did I pet them. You might actually catch rabies from a beast of Bray Road also. Well, if I go petting something furry and fluffy, that's how I go. You might catch a case of lycanthropy. What the hell is lycanthropy? Are you serious? It's becoming a werewolf. Oh. <laughs> no, I never knew what that had like a shut, special I'm name. I'm going to shut the fuck up because I actually looked at Sam. Like looking for her to find the answer for me. And I was totally not even going there with that. I thought you were talking about like leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my brain took it to was leprosy. I never knew it had like a special name. Lycanthropy. It's actually a, a real disease. Where yeah, I knew you could actually like be hairy like a like a werewolf. Yeah. I didn't know. I just have seen Underworld. No, I don't think so. I've seen it. The lichens and the, yeah, I know that. But when you first said it, I thought about leprosy. That's I don't know where my brain was going. Yeah. With that, I was like, why is why am I bringing going? And then I was looking at Sam for reassurance, like, think what I'm thinking, please, so I don't just feel like an asshole, like thinking it's leprosy. <laughs> I guess I'm just the fucking nerd that loves like vampires and werewolves. No, and that you type do, of shit. but I don't no, think about it. I love aspect. like True Blood and Vampire Diaries, but I didn't know that. <laughs> cool, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just mosey on. (laughs) Although the Beast of Bray Road has not been seen to transform from a human into a wolf in any of the sightings, it was labeled as a werewolf in local folklore. However, most cryptozoologists have labeled the Beast of Bray Road to be identical to a kind of Wisconsin Bigfoot, that locals call the bluff monster or the Eddie. Yeah, because that's so much more fucking believable. The Eddie. Oh. The I, bluff monster. I personally like the Eddie as an Iron Maiden fan. I was like, oh, that's adorable. They called him an Eddie. I love it. <laughs> However, some people think that it is a cryptid canine instead. In order to avoid dealing with the scientific absurdities involved with werewolves. They're fucking cowards. They're cowards and they won't accept that werewolves could be a thing. So apparently the Beast of Bray Road is considered fringe cryptozoology. Like a fringe cryptid. Like they're like, oh, it's it's most likely a, a Bigfoot because, you know, a bunch of fat rednecks... Isn't a Banging Bigfoot. sticks on trees, making Bigfoot calls is way more believable. <laughs> so what is a Bigfoot call, Eric? What does a Bigfoot sound like? Oh, no. They just smack trees up against, uh, uh-huh. smack limbs up against trees all night. And then they'll hear like a tapping in the distance and be like, that's a squatch. So oh my God. Apparently yeah. they don't make a noise. I, I, they make noise, but not make a noise. All right. I've I been told to get, they scream. Uh... There's some of that. Look, man, I just used to get really, really high when I was younger and watch Mountain Monsters all fucking day. So, Where's that at? I don't want to watch that. We'll watch it after this episode. 
It's fucking great. <laughs> if you got time, we'll watch it after this episode. Wait, is that with the rednecks? That's yeah. That's the dude from West Virginia. Oh, we did watch yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's on HBO, right? No, it's it's Destination America. Oh, so it's on Dis- Discovery just, Plus. Yeah. Word. There you go. I know what I'm watching. Ryan's gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh no, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, he likes River Monsters, so he should oh, like no, no, River Monsters is actually like semi reputable. Mountain monsters. You remember the like? Is just the ones with the mountain people that yes. were like setting. I was gonna be right over there. Yeah, he was right over there. It's a bunch of fucking hillbillies hunting I love sasquatches and other creatures of the Appalachian mountains. Oh my god, I have to. Don't look in the woods. That's a podcast, by the way. Don't look in the trees. Mm. It's pretty good. Cryptozoologists do not generally take shapeshifters seriously unless they are fringe cryptozoologists who hold more of a paranormal view of things. Which is where I would consider myself at in the cryptozoology scale. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those guys are like, "Uh, it's clearly a bear with mange. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Come on, man. Have some suspension of disbelief. Like, please. Unless you can completely, 100%, beyond a shadow of a doubt, prove that it does not exist, how do you know it doesn't exist? Have you ever seen one? No. Exactly. Can you tell me for a fact that it doesn't exist? No. So it could. You're telling me there's a pot. You're telling me there's a chance. I'm willing to take the chance that it is a... Uh, werewolf. I'm, I'm here at Creeps in the Crypt. I'm going to go ahead and stake it that He's it is creepy. a werewolf. He's a fellow creep. I agree. Some Native Americans believe it to be. I'm not supposed to say this word either. I'll just fucking say it. You mean to say it? We live in the mm-hmm. South. It's a fucking ice monster, for Christ's sake. No. Yes. He's in the mountains in the Appalachia. Well, we're not there. We're at the beach. Well, windy boy. Uh, a windigo. It's a windigo. <laughs> He's a windy boy. <laughs> she she cannot. She will refuse to say skinwalker and windigo. Bless. What did you call them? Flesh pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> that one cracked me up. Anyway, so windy boys, which has often been spied in Minnesota. This is an easily dismissible theory, however, because the Windy Boy is a spirit, whereas the Man Wolf is a physical creature made of flesh and bone. The skeptics believe that it has simply been misidentified and is a wolf, a bear, or a large feral dog. I don't know no feral dog that's like seven foot tall. I mean, I did see that video um, of that guy's dog get but fucking wrecked like by a like a dire, dire wolf. wolf. Yeah. The black one? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, if there is a creature out there that fucking big, it could easily be. A bigger one. It could easily be mistaken for this. Yeah. Especially if you're seeing it from far away. That was the paranormal caught on camera, right? 
Oh, I mean, that video was all over the internet. Oh, I think I saw it on Paranormal Yeah, I think they picked it up, but... I love that show. Look up um, Giant Wolf Attacks Bear, if you want to see what we're, like, what we're talking about. You mean dog? Uh, yeah, Attacks Dog. Sorry. Um, it's, it's fucking freaky. That thing is massive. It makes a dog look like a little chihuahua. Yeah. It's not a small dog. No, it's like a mid-size... To a large dog. Yeah, this thing is huge. I think it might even bigger be bigger than a dire wolf. A I mean, bigger it, dire wolf. It could have been a werewolf. We just don't know. But that did happen not in daylight. Not saying it's not. Oh, yeah, werewolves don't come out at night. I mean, in the daytime. Well, there are some legends they where they... They're not affected by the daylight. Like yeah, no, are. no the, they are. They turn back to humans during the day. Yeah. And it under... The lore, the American werewolf lore, and I should do a whole episode on werewolves, uh, and we might do that, but um, American werewolf lore and European is, they transform under a full moon um, in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who's been cursed, and, yeah. they, and they have an unquenchable th- like hunger, mm-hmm. like it can't be satiated, so they just are constantly in wolf form. Until they die. Um, but there's all sorts of different like tweaks in the legend. The French werewolf is a little different. Um, the Cajun werewolf is different. And there's a Mexican werewolf. The Cajun the chupacabra? one's freaky. Looking. No, the chupacabra is totally different. I was just making a joke. No. <laughs> Stop. You've got, me, you've got me into like cryptid mode right now. I know. You're like all into it. Oh, I love dude, it. I've done nothing but cryptid research for like the last... Two weeks now. It's, <laughs> I'm he's two like, episodes. I, I'm two like, episodes ahead. Yeah. Oh he's shit. Like, I, I know you. what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Sam. I'm kind of a professional at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like me watching all the episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I'm basically a surgeon now. Basically. The Beast of Bray Road counts as the most famous of modern American werewolves. It has been in the media regularly since the first sightings were publicized and even had a low-budget movie based on its legend. Because of the numerous witnesses who have claimed to see this creature, the evidence supporting the Beast of Bray Road is far greater than the evidence supporting almost any other werewolf legend. Those familiar with the legend of the Michigan Dogman will likely find a lot of similarities with the Bray Road Beast and that legendary beast. It does sound a lot like the legends of the Lycanthrope? Lycanthrope? Yep, Lycanthrope. Lycanthrope. Yep. Cool. Though the beast has never attacked anyone, some witnesses claim that it has acted aggressively running at them and jumping on their vehicles. I would probably shit my pants, to be honest. Oh, 100%. As you will see in some of the events that we're going to go over. So I have laid out, coming up, a timeline from... I love timelines. Yes. This one was very fun to do. (laughs) From the initial sighting in 1936, Uh going all the way up to one of the most recent encounters that seemed the most credible um, in 2006. Ooh. So. So is there a video? No, but it was featured. His story was featured on Monsters in America on Travel Channel. Cool. Um, Let's go. 
Let's go to Bray Road. Yeah. And as far as it not killing anybody, um, we don't know. People go missing all the time. True. People go can't missing all the time. Has, can't prove it hasn't. So. So, Mark Shackleman claimed that he saw a talking half wolf, half man creature east of Jefferson, Wisconsin, along Highway 18. This is in 1936. He was driving down the road when he saw the beast digging in an old Indian mound. He described it as covered in hair, over six feet tall when standing upright, with a muzzled face and features of a canine and ape. He said the beast's hands were very strange, with a twisted thumb and only three fingers. Shackleman also described a stench that emanated from the beast similar to decaying meat, which I have smelled decaying meat and... (laughs) He returned the following day to see if the creature was still there. It was, and this time it spoke a three-syllable word that sounded like Gadara with the second syllable emphasized. So there is a theory that this thing is like a protector of Native American grounds because of this story. Hmm. Um, it's like a kind of like a wood spirit, which would lead it back into that esoteric uh, Native American folklore. Hmm. I'm not so sure of that. But it would make sense because it does seem to chase people off of Bray Road. Is it? Are there any like houses on Bray Road? Like, does it's, it like? It's a- mostly cornfields okay. and and uh, woods. So there's no reason. Like, if you don't belong on Bray Road, there's no reason for you to be. It's, on it's Bray It's really Road. just a cut through. So I mean, it could lead, you know, to this to that theory. It, it's possible, but. That would also explain why there's sightings all the way up to currently is is late as 2020 is because it's an ageless, timeless being yeah. and it, it's like spirit realm type hmm. shit. Um, that to me is not as fun. <laughs> so I'm still leaning on it could be a family of werewolves. Do you like think- a generational thing? Do you think that, like, you can, like, have, like, some of the fringe crypto as well, just, like, shapeshifters? Do you think they're shapeshifters? Is it, like... So, if it, if it is, because um, there's never been a... It's never been seen during the day. Mm-hmm. It's only been seen at night, not even at dusk. Like, night-night. Like, night like around, they say the most prominent sightings are between like 10 p.m. ish to like one in the morning type of shit. So nighttime. Yeah. Night, nighttime. Like the pitch black of night. Mm-hmm. Um. So that you know, with that, I'd I'd think it's good chance it's a fucking werewolf, man. I would agree with that. So like, can werewolves change people? Like bite like a vampire? Can they bite them and change them into a werewolf? I would say it, it just depends on the lore, 
Honestly, yeah. some it, of them I think like we've seen like in movies and stuff that they, if they bite them, then they have so many days until their full moon when they actually transform. Them. Yeah, I mean I've heard it as a scratch. Um, in the Cajun legend, it the Rougarou, which we will cover eventually. So cool looking. Um, it's a witch's curse, and it transfers <laughs> from person to person. So a witch so it could hop from like me to Christian. Yeah, after and I wouldn't be a Rougarou after anymore. you've killed a person. I wouldn't be a Rougarou anymore. Exactly. And during the day, when they're in human form, they're extremely sickly. So you're extremely sick, and the only way you can get the curse to move is to kill. Hmm. So, but it also could be a family of werewolves. So there's not only one beast of Bray Road, but there's a family beast. It could be. I mean, that would explain the multi-generational. Like the big gap amount of age, like between like, like when it was first sighted. Mm-hmm. 1936 was the first sighting. Mm-hmm. And it's current to this day, supposedly. So. Interesting. <clears throat> In 1964, Dennis Fulis had an encounter with the beast described by Shackleman only this time in Harvard, Illinois. Around midnight, while driving home from his job at Admiral Television Corporation, Fulis turned onto Highway 89 from Highway 14 when his headlights illuminated a strange creature running across the road. He described it as a dark brown in color and possibly weighing around four to five hundred pounds with a height of seven or eight feet. I would shit my pants if I saw an eight foot furry dog man beast running whatever, across the road. Running across the road. I'd be like, and I'd just like press the gas and go. Like, I wouldn't be asking. No. Oh, if you hit that thing, your car's not going anywhere. No, I mean, like, after it crosses the road, I'm fucking booking it. I'm not looking back. I'm praying the whole, the whole way home. Heck no. So, during the incident, the beast ran across the road and jumped a barbed wire fence before Fulis lost sight of it. A return to the location during the day presented little evidence except for the area where the beast pushed corn aside as it ducked into a field. In an interview with author Jay Rath, Fulis stated that, quote, I was awful scared that night. That was no man. It was all hairy from head to feet. End quote. Heck. The fact that it's, you know, they... It ranges in weight, but if it's that big and that agile, that's that's crazy. Uh-huh. And, like, he didn't have to, like, try and even try to jump. He just that bar- He might have just, like, get left that, over it. It's like a get hop that, and a skip. Get Literally. that werewolf an NBA contract. <laughs> now, Facts. Give him LeBron's number. He's washed up anyway. <laughs> In 1972, a woman called police to report an attempted break-in. When when interviewed by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources during an investigation, the woman stated that the intruder was a large, unknown animal. 
It approached her home and tried to enter through a door. She also later reported the beast returned to her home and injured a farm animal, inflicting a deep wound that extended from one shoulder to the other. Her description matched that of the Beast of Bray Road. The only evidence left behind was a footprint, which measured over 12 inches in length. That's a big-ass foot. And it is a legitimate wolf's. It's not like a, a like man. A it's not like a Sasquatch footprint. Uh-huh. It looks like a paw. It's like a paw print. 12, it, I almost said 12 feet. 12 inches? Yeah. That's a big-ass foot. Yeah. So they the anybody that's found like footprint records of this thing, it is a wolf print, not like a a man's foot with. It's not what you'd think. It's not like what a big like that. So that to me throws the bigfoot theory out right there. Yeah, agreed. If it's like a wolf print, like a paw print. Yeah. Whew. Nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety one. A number of stories made by those claiming to have seen the Beast of Bray Road, dating as far back as 1989. These reports finally came into light after an incident involving Dorostine Gibson in 1991. Until then, most were afraid to come forward due to public opinion and general disbelief. Which, honestly, I wouldn't believe a 12-inch paw print, like, without seeing it myself. That's insane. 12 inch. That's oh, like mind blowing to me. It's massive. Like, like how, I mean, like obviously we know how big this thing is, but like how big is this thing if it has a 12 inch, over 12 inch if paw it, print? If it is a canine cryptid that's undocumented, I mean, it could be a, a dire wolf that's learned to walk upright, but I just... Like I said, that's not as fun. It's not as fun as the werewolf thing. <laughs> no. It's not. just not as fun. And it's spooky season, goddammit, so we're, we're here we're for it. Going with the spooky. Around the time of Gibson's sighting, dairy farmer Scott Bray admitted to seeing a, quote, strange-looking dog in his pasture near Bray Road in September or October of 1989. He described the creature as larger and taller than a German shepherd with pointed ears, a hair-covered tail, and a, and a gray and black fur. The beast seemed to be bulkier in the front with a strong chest. He tried to follow the bizarre dog to a large pile of rocks. However, he lost sight of it. Proof of the occurrence remained in the form of huge footprints. That's insane. I would like make a cast of it or something. I um, I believe <clears throat> I have a picture of it. Do you? Mm-hmm. And I'll post it on the Instagram. Russell Guest reported another sighting around the time of Scott Bray's reported sighting. He said he was about a block away from an overgrown area when he heard the bush being rustled as if an animal was there. A beast appeared, standing on its hind legs. Guest stated that it took a couple of wobbly steps before he ran away. As he ran, Guest looked over his shoulder to see if he was being followed. He noted that the beast had gone down all fours but was not chasing him. It eventually wandered towards Bray Road. Guest also described the beast as covered in black and gray fur 
and larger than a German Shepherd. He estimated its upright height as around five feet with an oversized dog or wolf head, wide neck, and shoulders. He believed it to be some kind of dog and wolf hybrid because its primary features were canine. Like, this is, were you saying it's five? That's almost as tall as me, like on its all fours. Yeah. He would look me in the eye. Yeah, I love how they describe it as taller than a German Shepherd. Like, that's their point of reference for how big a dog could be. Like, I would say taller than a bull mastiff. Yeah. Because those things can just about look me in the eye. I'm a small human. I'm a small person. I'm only 5'3". <laughs> there used to be one in my parents' old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. A bull mastiff. His name was Buster. He was a very sweet dog. But his owner was about as my, was about my height. So if that dog wanted to go somewhere, oh, he was going. He was going. <laughs> Him's a big boy. He like could put he put his face in between my boobs and licked my chin and up to my nose. The beast of Bray Road's just some guy's big ass fucking wolf dog that got <laughs> off the leash. You have you seen those like big ass furry dogs that are like the size of this couch? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like a Siberian. Something. Yeah, they're huge. There's a name for it. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Big fucking dog. <laughs> if you know the name of the dog that, we're, that Sam is de- describing, fuck. drop it in the uh, the Instagram. Yeah. I want to know because I want it. <laughs> I want the big I don't want to clean up those Shetland pony shits. <laughs> uh-uh. He's going to go outside for that. No, I don't want a dog. Mm, I'd have a cat. Cats don't, cats don't, mm-mm, no thank you. On a fall evening in 1989, bar manager Lori Andrizzi was driving along Bray Road. As she rounded a bend, she saw what she initially perceived as a human being kneeled or hunched along the side of the road. She slowed down to take a look through the passenger side window. She was roughly six feet away from the figure and got a look at it for about 45 seconds. She described it as a beast with gray-brown fur, fangs, and pointed ears. She said it had a long face with a snout like a wolf. She also stated that its eyes glowed yellow, even though her headlights were not reflecting on them at that point. Which means it's nocturnal. When his eyes glow like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the eyes are reflective, it means it's nocturnal. Just like owls. And kitties. Yeah. yeah. Its arms were jointed like a human's, and it seemed to hold its food with its palms up, which is unlike any local animal. The beast was muscular with human-esque fingers adorned with claws. And Drizzy could not see a tail, but its back legs were behind it. Similar to a person who was kneeling. Heather Bowie, who was 11 years old at this time, claimed a similar incident to Gibson's 1991 sighting. This one occurring around Christmas of 1990. She had no idea that her story was similar to Gibson's until the two were discussing it on the school bus. Bowie's story was passed on by the, by the school bus driver, Pat Lester, who was also Lori Andrizzi's mother. Lester told Linda Godfrey, who 
or what she had overheard and Bowie later elaborated when asked about the incident. <clears throat> Bowie's sightings occurred around 4.30 p.m. while she was on her way home from sled riding with friends near Loveland Road, which was about a mile and a half southeast of the intersection of Hospital Road and Bray Road. They saw a large dog walking along a creek in a cornfield. Bowie estimated the creature was about a block away. Assuming it to be a dog, the children called it to them. Noticing its audience, the creature watched them, then stood up on its hind legs. It took four steps in their direction, although it appeared unaccustomed to walking on hind legs. It then dropped down to all fours and charged the children. It just wanted its baby back ribs, dude. No! It was like, it sounded like he had like Bambi legs. They're like veal. No. The <laughs> werewolf is like, mmm, them babies is like veal. No. <laughs> Bowie claimed the creature was able to leap a bigger leap than dogs run, and the group ran away. The beast followed them about halfway to Bowie's home, which is about 250 yards from where they spotted it before veering away. Like, what in the world? I mean, it was stalking its prey, essentially. It was just playing with them. Because that thing could have easily killed those kids. Yeah. He just hopped over the river like nothing. Just like, like I jump over a puddle. <laughs> My, I mean, Adeline jumps into the puddles, but she likes to jump over them too. No, I just step over. Oh no, Adeline never misses a chance. To jump in a freaking puddle. No matter what shoes she has on. Another dairy farmer, Mike Etten, made a report about a sighting that occurred in March of 1990. He admitted to having been drinking around the time of the incident. Oh, that makes it <clears throat> so good. <laughs> Just, uh, I, was, I was a little fucked up. I was a little drunk. But claims he saw a dog-like beast that was much larger than a domesticated canine. He described it as sitting like a raccoon, using its front paws to hold on to something it was eating near the Bray Road, Hospital Road intersection. As he passed by, the beast looked at him with a thick, wide snout that Etten described as shorter than a dog's muzzle. Its legs were thick, and it was covered in dark hair. Initially, Etten had dismissed the creature as a bear, but after hearing similar reports in 1991, he began to wonder if that was accurate. So he was driving home a little drunk and saw a fucking werewolf on the side of the road. He's like, I gotta quit drinking. I, yeah. I would quit drinking after that, I think. It's like uh, the Looney Tunes bit where they start hallucinating and seeing like pink elephants. <laughs> Just, I saw a big old werewolf. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> um, Adeline likes to watch the Aristocats a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's this, it's at the end. But like, have you seen the Aristocats? Mm -hmm. yeah. So like when. Uh, uh, the little mouse, forget his name, I don't know, uh, goes to get the, the scat cats, the alley cats, mm -hmm. and it's, the cats are running, and then the mouse is chasing behind them, and the guy, he's sitting on, like, a bistro table and chair, 
Yeah. He's like drinking his wine and he sees the cats being chased by the mouse and he just kind of like looks at his wine and just kind of like pours it out. He's like, nah, fuck this. I'm not drinking no more. Yeah. <laughs> now That's I've what just seen went through all. my head. <laughs> God damn, I just seen it all, man. <laughs> I gotta get off the I gotta sauce. I got quit drinking off the sauce. So this next one is the the main one that sparked this whole thing. Okay. So we kind of Tarantino the timeline a little bit. Uh, we mentioned Dorstein Gibson's story. Yeah. Throughout like the lead up. Uh huh. This is the Dorstein Gibson account. Okay. On October thirty first, nineteen ninety one, eighteen year old by the name of Dorstein Gibson was on her way to pick up a friend's child to go trick or treating in the town. Dorstein Gibson was driving on Bray Road near Delavan, Wisconsin. She reached down to change the radio station. Her right tire was jolted as if it had lifted off the ground to roll over something large. She stopped and exited the car to see what had been hit. She peered into the darkness. She noticed a large, hairy figure moving quickly towards her. Immediately upon seeing it and hearing the heavy thuds of the creature's footsteps, Afraid, she jumped into her car and started it. As she pulled away, the beast leapt onto her trunk. The beast could not get a hold of the car's exterior and was thrown off as she picked up speed. He just wanted to know what channel the Packers were on. Exactly. I mean, that's rude to to just leave him like that. Did you see that Packers game last night? I just want to tell you about your car's extended warranty. It's, yeah, well, it, it definitely <laughs> needs the extended warranty after it fucking jumped on it and blew the suspension. Yeah, like that. That's like evidence. Yeah. Like there had to. This thing's like five hundred pounds. Oh, it, it. Most of the stories end up with it like fucking up people's cars and shit. That's insane. Unfortunately, she had to go back the same way with the girl as it was the fastest way into town. And she spotted something huge and hairy crouched by the roadside. Petrified, she sped all the way back into town. She's like flying down this uh-uh. fucking country road. I would go the long way, Dorstein. What the fuck? Take the scenic route. I would. They were going trick-or-treating. They got They got to get to the houses with the candy. Then speed on the scenic route. No, nah, thank you. Nah, the scenic route would probably cost him two and a half fucking hours. No, thank you. I'm just saying. I, no. No. It's important to note that after Gibson's report and the following wave of previously unmentioned claims that appeared, there was some backlash on the witnesses. Most were discredited, and people generally mocked their stories, playing pranks and posting werewolf signs in the yards. Others hosted werewolf parties, while some tried to make money off of the frenzy by selling t-shirts. As any good <clears throat> red-blooded American will, right? we'll yeah. exploit the shit out of a situation to make an honest dollar. Dollar make you holla. Other strange occurrences were reported in the area as well. In January of 1992, just as the frenzy over the Beasts of Bray Road was fading, a local businessman described as reputable reported sparkling lights seen in the sky above Delavan. He said they moved erratically. 
Later that spring, four or five horses were discovered in a pasture near Elkhorn with their throats slashed. Investigator John Fredrickson described the wounds as surgical. So, apparently, you could either say it was the beast of Bray Road that killed the horses, or you could say it was kind of like cattle mutilations. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think the beast of Bray Road would be surgical. No. So, it was the aliens. I don't know. Other bizarre occurrences were reported before and after the bulk of the beast sightings. During the summer, roughly a dozen animals had been left in a ditch along Willow Road, which is near Bray Road. The Delavan Humane Officer, John Fredrickson, thought the animals had been used in some kind of cult ritual. So it was literally like a ditch just full of animal corpses. So the stink had to be atrocious. Leftovers is all I can think of. Leftovers. The idea was dismissed by police chief James Jensen in June of 1991. Fredrickson insisted, stating that they were missing the point. The creatures had ropes secured around their legs. Their throats were slit, while others had been decapitated or dismembered. One dog, believed to be the most recent death among the corpses found, had its heart removed. A number of the deceased animals matched the description of local missing pets. It's almost like somebody was feeding the beast to Bray Road. Oh my god. None had been killed by traffic. No other authorities seemed interested in Fredrickson's findings and quickly ended the investigation. They even bulldozed over the ditch where the dead animals had been found, completely burying the corpses. It was like freaking pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you've got haunting pets plus a giant werewolf. Perfect. That's a Stephen King move. I what can go of. wrong? Seriously. Right? Fredrickson later heard rumors about individuals who were posing as humane officers in search of stray dogs. One incident even involved a man in a black uniform driving a long, dark-colored car who tried to convince a child who was home alone to give up his pet black lab. Other reports around the same time tell of cult graffiti on an abandoned house and local cemetery about a quarter mile from Bray Road. Some grave markers had melted candle wax on them. Yeah, the Bray Road story gets fucking weirder and weirder. Isn't this in the middle of, like, satanic panic? Um. Or, like, near it? I would say it's a little after. A little after? Yeah. Okay. One that didn't R- let it go. Right after Tipper Gore uh, made everybody put parental advisory stickers on their shit. All right. A more recent encounter occurred in 2006... Steve Kruger was contracted to pick up dead deer carcasses along the roadways of the state. One evening, with no rain, it was just a cool evening, he came across a small deer carcass. He then picked up the deer and sat it on the tailgate, then got back in the cab of the truck and filled out the paperwork. What Steve thought was going to be a quiet night was about to be interrupted by the beast. 
The creature shook the truck. Steve was thinking it was the wind. He went back to filling out the paperwork. It's never just the wind. Do we not know any? Uh, he's That's white. What, yeah, he? white people shit. White people shit. Huh. I'm not. I'm, my just been entire the wind. fucking giant, my fucking truck just moved. Oh, it's the wind. I may be white, but I am not white people in horror movies white. Yeah, they, well, you're alive. That That's the big difference. Fair. But I'm never going to be like, if I hear a sound, who's there? No. Mm. Hell no. I'm never going to go check it out. I'm wrong in the opposite direction. I don't want to know what that sound was. No, thank you. Let's go check it out. Not today, Satan. Steve then felt something jump into the back of the truck. When he turned to look, he saw a seven-foot-tall, wolf-like creature in the truck bed eating the deer. When the beast made a move towards the cab of the truck, Steve's fight-or-flight instinct triggered, and he stepped on the gas to get out of there. It seems difficult to dismiss so many stories that are so similar. Reported sightings continue, most recently in February 2018, in July 2020, when alleged witnesses observed a large, hair-covered, upright creature in Spring Prairie and Lyons, both in Walworth County. So, not exactly on Bray Road. No. But there was a wolf-like, wolfman creature. Do they? Do you know how close that is to Bray Road? I didn't look that up. Okay. Well, if you curious. look at bigger animals, and it does... It, same with anything they have like big territories so this thing may not it may concentrate in one spot well i mean not far away from there you have michigan who has the dogman legend yeah um but that i thought about covering the michigan dogman but was against it mm-hmm. because it started off as just an april fool's prank yeah. and then it turned into like oh no we've actually seen that shit <laughs> <laughs> that's real that's a real thing. But yeah, what do you guys think? Is it a werewolf? Is it a undocumented cryptid? Could it be a bear with mange? I Definitely know not a bear with mange. No. I. You know me. I'm always going to vote cryptid's real. Yeah. I need a shirt that says support real cryptid. Like cryptids. <laughs> but that's going to do it for the Beast of Bray Road. What do you guys think? What do you guys think it is? Let us know on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to drop the socials? Drop those yes. socials, baby. Number one, thank you for continuing on with us on this journey with the cryptids. Me and Sam are over here fangirling, and Eric is that finally in on it with us. I he know, is I'm so loving happy. the cryptids. They are. I'm very selective on which cryptids I, I, I you research. Are. <laughs> like I, I, we throw them out there, and he's like, "Nah." I start. So we had a list. Of cryptids. And I started research on all of them. Yeah. And it was too. And through process of elimination (laughs) of who had the best, like, information out there, how much information there was. So if we don't cover a cryptid that you guys want to hear, let us know. If there is enough information for us to fill an episode with, we will cover them. Mm -hmm. Should we do a B-roll list of cryptids that didn't make it? Maybe one day. I think that would be fun. For a later episode? Yeah. But I want to do straight up a dedicated episode to the cryptids that we cover. Yeah. So. So make sure you guys are following the Facebook. Make sure you guys are following the Instagram. 
Make sure you guys are downloading the episodes. Um, you can find it on everywhere. We're on everywhere. Except YouTube right now. Yeah, we're not on YouTube. But that'll but be changed eventually. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. We're working on it. And if you do listen to the show, leave a review. And if there is a cryptid that you guys would like to hear us do, please let us know. We'll, we'll see if we can figure out enough research for it. I took a poll on Instagram today. Yeah. A few people said they wanted to hear the Chupacabra was one. Um, there one, is probably one so person, much oh, on Chupacabra. Which, which version of the Chupacabra would you like to cover? Um, <laughs> another person said they wanted to hear t- uh, today's episode, the Beast of Bray Road. Somebody said the Ozark Haller. We can do all of those. Yeah. So I hope you guys get ready because from now until Halloween, it's the season of the cryptid. Spooky season. So stay tuned and stay creepy. Bye, guys. Bye.